Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Bim. And why I'm laughing is because me and my guests just talk for like 15 minutes uh, and I forgot to press record. So here we are again, Bedpost Podcast, <laughs> for the second time. Uh, first for you folks, this is you lovely folks. This person, I was just, honestly, I was so excited to talk to them. I think that might be why I didn't press record, but yes, so excited to number one, have um, more ace representation on the podcast. Number two, I'm just like the hugest fan of this person on Twitter. And then number three, I mean, I fucked up the first recording. So here we are again, please, without further ado, welcome to the mic, asexual writer, blogger, and just like general Twitter shit poster, Taryn. Hello. <laughs> Hello again. Take two. I'm the worst. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. It- <laughs> It's totally fine. It's totally fine. We were like halfway through talking about like a list that is on one of your blog posts. And I literally just was going to, here's the thing. I was going to save, do the first save, which happens around 15 minutes. And there was nothing to save because I didn't start. Oh, good thing. Like you're a friend of mine. Like, and I feel like, like if this was like, Dr. Jess or something, I would I would be very embarrassed. <laughs> not that I'm not embarrassed. Literally no reason to be embarrassed. Like I just L- the the only L- thing L- I'm bummed about is that we didn't get the uh, check in tuck in conversation. Oh my god, yes. Okay, so let's so let's go back to <laughs> what we started to talk about because I was looking at your blog today in preparation mm-hmm. for the interview. And one of the, your favorite blog posts, um, the one that you get shared around, you were saying was, what was the exact title? 10 Uh, ways. 10 ways to maintain intimacy without sex. Yeah. And I love that. And actually I didn't read that one today, but I remember you posting it a while ago and I was on it like a, like a, a puma, um, (laughs) Because I have relationships where we're in love and we are physically affectionate, but we are not sexual with each other. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, yes. And the one I remembered from reading it, like whenever you posted it, was Shower Together. Yeah. Love that one. Yeah. Love Shower Together. Save water. Shower Together. (laughs) It's economical. Yeah. Yeah. It's just budget friendly at this point. And showering together, I mean, that could look different too. Like you could 
what could you do in a shower with somebody that you're not sexual with? Um, I really like when my partner washes my hair. Um, yeah, like not only is it very cute and like, you know, gives you good feelings, but I love a good head massage. So like two birds, right? All in one. Yeah. yeah. Like when does someone wash your hair? You know what I mean? Like go yeah. back to the days before COVID, yeah. like when we would go to a hairdresser and like yeah. the, the hairstylist would wash and like give a little massage. Yeah. That's a like, little neck massage. Yeah. On scalp massage. Mm-hmm. Like that's ecstatic. That is like, yeah. you know, so why not do that? Why not do that? You know, why not do that for, for a partner? I think that's so nice. Yeah. And that's one that I was like, why it stuck in my brain from reading it, you know, months ago was because that was one on the list that I don't do. But I was like, oh, that is such a good idea. Yeah, that that one and uh, napping together always really resonate with people. Napping together. <laughs> we're also we're all just sick and tired, aren't we? We're all we're tired. All exhausted. We're all exhausted. We live in a society and we're exhausted. So take a nap together. We work, we function under capitalism. We do. We need a nap. And why not do it together? Yeah. What do you get out of napping with a partner? I get like snuggly time. Like I'm not, um, I'm not a nighttime snuggler. I don't like if I'm going to bed, do not, do not touch me. Do not look at me. Do not perceive me. Like, do I, not perceive, do not perceive me. I don't want like I get too warm and I then I can't sleep. But if it's a nap, then I'm not worried about if I'm gonna get you know seven hours and twenty eight minutes of sleep. Yep. Um, I can just enjoy it. So then I I get some snuggle time. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Nap, and and nap just feels like luxurious. It feels hedonistic. It does. It, it does. Especially like in a society, in a capitalist society where we're all like pushed to be working, be producing, be productive, like to sit down and take a nap, whether on purpose or on accident <laughs> with a partner, <laughs> on you a know, subway. <laughs> yeah, on the subway, on a bus. I love a good transit nap. Um, <laughs> it's like rocking you to sleep the motion of like the train. Literally love just like getting on a train and going to sleep. That's my favorite thing to do in new cities when I could travel, and maybe one day I'll be able to do it again. Yeah, don't look out the window in, in this new no. place you're in. No, no, just fall asleep. <laughs> just fall asleep. It's fine. Just have a little risky, might you know, sleep past your stop kind of nap. Yeah, but that's like how you get to know a city, right? You get lost, you try and figure out where you are, you don't speak the language, and everyone looks at you like you have two heads. <laughs> so this is like a whole experience, not necessarily just about the nap at this one. It's like, no, no, this is it's like what happens a whole after, thing. how you get mm-hmm. back to <laughs> You stop for a little ice cream on the way back to the hotel, yes. An unexpected treat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Travel tips from Taryn. <laughs> There's nothing that says, ooh, exciting, than just falling asleep and waking up <laughs> lost. In public. <laughs> oh, I'm choking on my spit. Um, <laughs> um, and, then you, and then I was like, okay, what else is on the list there? Because I just remembered showers. 
Mm-hmm. You said naps. I'm like, what else was on the list? You said check-ins. I heard tuckins. <laughs> and I think it's a beautiful thing that I'm absolutely going to add because who doesn't want to be tucked in? Honestly. It's not at all what I said, but I think it's great. <laughs> If you could make an edit, you know, a, an edit later yeah. to the post. Um, yeah. Tuckins might. <laughs> Tuckins will definitely, definitely be on the edit. No, it's so funny with Tuckins. Okay. I was like with my partner. I was on. What, what the hell was it? I guess it must have been, been pre-COVID times. It's hard to think of pre-COVID times. But I was like, mm-hmm. was I actually in a house with another couple? What? Oh. I'm like, no, we were on a Zoom. It's like, no, you weren't. You could you could do that at one point. So we were at <laughs> we were at someone's house, some couple's house, and one of them, like the the gal was like, Oh, I'm I'm just getting pretty tired and I you guys are welcome to stay and hang out as long as you want. I have, you know, work in the morning, so I'm gonna head in. And um, the other person was just like, Okay, night, and we're like, Okay, bye, night. And then when she left, my partner was like aren't you going to tuck her in? <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, what? No, no. And he's like, really? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what are you, a fucking monster? Why not? You're just going to sit there and let her go to bed by herself? She's walking, going to walk into, okay, let me get this straight. <laughs> She's going to walk into the bedroom herself. Pull She's going to put her herself to bed? Blankets. No. No, no, I will not have it. <laughs> what is she going to do? Kiss herself on the forehead? Yeah, right. Yeah, give herself a little hug and a no. pet. <sighs> Who's going to tell her she's good and she? they hope she has a good sleep? Right, exactly. You need somebody to tuck you in. <laughs> this is essential. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you agree with me because... I do. I, yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> like, I literally have a bedtime book. It's called Mr. Good, and it's those Mr. books, like Mr. Busy, Mr. Nervous, Mr. Mm-hmm. Clever, blah, 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 and, like, I need the person to tell me I'm good. Pat me on the head. Yep. I'm already getting sleepy. Pat me on the head. <laughs> tell me I'm good. If it's a special occasion, maybe read me a story. This, yep. this Mr. Good book is right in my nightstand, right beside the bed. Is that so much to ask, Taryn? I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're well within your rights. Make sure you have some water. Turn the lights down. Oh, yeah, glass and, of water. And you're off to sleepy land. I'm so happy to hear this. I don't think most people do this. No, I don't think most people do this either. But, like, every single time I go take a nap, I, like, look at my husband and I'm like, will you, will you tuck me, will you put me oh to bed, please? Okay, the nap tucking. <laughs> oh, my yes. God. Yes. Because uh, I also asked for nap tuckins, And he's yes. like, really? <laughs> I'm like, yes. He's like, so you're getting two tuckins today? I'm like, what? You're going to limit my tuckins? Absolutely not. <laughs> There's a cap? Suddenly? No. There's a quota? <laughs> There's oh, a tucking quota here? Like, so, so rude. How dare they? <laughs> How dare they? How very dare they. But what, okay, but what you actually said, you didn't even say tucking on the list of I things. didn't, I didn't say tucking, no. <laughs> you said check-in. I said check-ins, okay, yeah. so can you t- so tell us about check-ins? <laughs> so, the check-ins, setting aside a little bit of time every week or every two two weeks to check in with your partner. Um, my husband and I did this for about three years. Um, even after we got married, Mm -hmm. um, we sit down together every Tuesday and we have a list of five or six questions that we go through 
and we ask each other just to make sure that we're both on the same page and that we have some time set aside to talk so that it's not like Sunday night and one of us looks at the other and goes, hey, can we talk? And then the other one, meaning me, has a panic attack immediately. Um, <laughs> yeah, never text me, we need to talk. Don't never, ever text me Don't that. let that just be the text. Like, no, because oh, then... Can, we need to talk when you get home. Don't say like, that. No, no. I need more context than that. So no, I don't absolutely literally not. spiral. I will just like implode. So having some time like set aside where you can address any like minor issues, burgeoning things, um, just so that, you know, they don't fester and they don't turn into big explosions. Um, Nip in the bud. Nip it in the bud. Have some some communication as a treat, you know? Yeah, I love that. Um, I I feel like that is difficult for most couples. I Mm -hmm. feel like, like, so I'm, as much as I'm like really love talking about um communication i'm actually pretty shit at communication like it's hard yeah what i need with like my what i need with my main partner well i'm not gonna say main with my nesting partner is couples therapy so it is Mm -hmm. literally doing that for us because we just cannot manage to do it ourselves we are so non-confrontational and we are so just like wanting to please the other person and like all of the things that have good intentions but you know can start building up layers of you know all the stuff you haven't talked about yeah and it's helpful to like have a place for that so that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know with or without a couples therapist just to have a place to address it so that you don't have to bring it up on your own because that feels really scary for me that's the difficult part yeah so i love having a scheduled whether it's you two if you two can do that fucking all the power to you i Mm -hmm. like with with other partners i can but with one partner and specifically we just can't manage to do that so we got we have a now we have a moderator there with us which is very helpful we uh, book an appointment so we have to do it (laughs) you know we cannot ghost the therapist like we literally have to and we see them once a month so it's scheduled regular communication time so important and so helpful yeah yeah okay what what else is what's also on your other little list there? Oh, let's see. Um, meeting families, uh, whether um, you know it's your found family or you know who whoever you're living with at the time. Um, meeting families can be very intimate because I don't know about your family, but my mother will pull out every baby picture, <laughs> and I literally. I literally have a box of home movies sitting on my desk right now of like a decade worth of home movies. And I know that showing those to my husband is going to be a very like mortifying ordeal of being known situation because he's going to see me with my headgear and my braces. <laughs> and it's going to be like, oh, you you married this. Oh, so wow. you're That's... you're in it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that if there's nothing more intimate than like seeing you <laughs> when you are like the most geeky, the most awkward, the and most, like not yeah. only not only did I have braces and headgear, I also had to wear a back brace. Oh so like, God. I yeah. was I was a mess, and I couldn't bend over to tie my to tie my shoes, so I had to wear Velcro shoes, which I hated. Yeah, and it was just it was a very traumatic time. So those <sighs> like three years I know that they're on tape 
and I know they are documented yeah they persist (laughs) (laughs) yeah for me it was like okay acne Mm -hmm. um like a hard heavy bang oh we love a good bang fringe that was like the harshest fringe (laughs) too long also like like right on on my eyebrows like yeah <laughs> um glasses big glasses because you know I grew up I'm born 83 so it was the 90s so big yeah. big glasses I also had stains on my teeth mm-hmm. um when oh, I mean I still do but uh, more so when I was young and my teeth were insanely crooked I got braces in high school but in grade school I was dealing with all of that yeah so did you so did you did you what did you do with your eyebrows did you go too thick or too thin because I went too thin (laughs) yeah I eventually (laughs) went way too thin yeah at the time it was my bangs my hard heavy bang was just like covering my eyebrows basically that was my hairstyle was terrible it was a bob (laughs) with like a heavy heavy bang and and why it was heavy is because my first haircut like I, I like my first actual haircut he made half my hair bangs the whole the whole front of my hair like half of my whole head of hair was bangs and it was it's not funny but it is heavy and greasy man because you're a kid right because you're a child you you didn't want to wash your hair and like oh boy under those bangs was the most acne oh oh no but also most of my head was bangs (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, my God. That hairdresser had it out for you. I don't know what his fucking problem was. <laughs> he was like, let's screw with this 10-year-old in particular. And let's just, like, create a haircut that's going to be just so impossible for her to grow out. <laughs> like, Yeah, what do you do with that? <laughs> I'm oh, literally gosh. guaranteeing she's going to have a half head full of bangs for the rest of her fucking life. <laughs> God. I mean, you have an undercut now, right? So I do. And Taryn, let me tell you, I'm, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> like... If you had known that you were going to be quarantined for a year, you should have grown it out in tell 2020. me about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then now, you know, summer is coming. Yeah. I can't wear my hair down in the summer. I just can't because I'm a sweater. Oh, yeah. So I'm literally like, okay, in like six months, I'll probably be back to in-person sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, okay, could I still grow it out? (laughs) I mean, six six months months is like... still have time? You know? (laughs) If you push it out, maybe. Like, if you really concentrate really hard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, I'm like, oh, man, this fucking undercut. (laughs) Once again, I've been cornered. I've been cornered. You're going to be like 87 and like still have it and be like, I should have grown it out. (laughs) Fuck. Never, just never grow it out. But like literally every time it's due for trim, I'm like, should I grow it out? Every time. Every once a month. Yeah. Yeah. I do that with my bangs. I'm like, should I cut them or should I let them grow out and do that weird like baboon thing where I clip them back (laughs) and then they kind of poke up? Yes. It's a good look. It's a great look. But like it feels like such such an important decision like this is I need to decide now but it's like no you could decide like you'll be here in another month wondering the same thing but I'm like I have to make the decision of am I gonna cut it right now or am I gonna start growing it out finally I mean you can always cut it 
so you might as well grow it out, right? <laughs> Somebody tell I, me what to do. We're making this decision Darren, right now on Darren, the podcast. Should I grow it out? <laughs> I'll do whatever you tell me. Oh, God. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I'm not ready for this commitment. Oh, should we have a check-in about this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yes. But um, <laughs> is there anything else on your list that that you would like to you would like to share with my audience other than that we'll move on to probably another blog post i read this morning um <laughs> i think i think that's good i think if okay. you want anything else go read my blog post. tuckins got it yeah tuckins <laughs> perfect we did it um okay i'm trying to think of what else i read um like myths on asexuality mm, yeah. um, identifying as queer was an mm-hmm. interesting one to read um, oh, oh, something just like we probably should have started with. You talked about the different types of attraction. Yeah. Can you go through that? Because yes. I don't think I've ever seen it. Like I know about like, you know, heteroromantic, you know, homoromantic. I've, I know about like the romantic elements and the sexual elements. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never seen it broken down like that. Yeah. So that's one of those things that I like to kind of prep people with like if I know that like I did this when I when I came out to my mom I was like hey by the way I'm asexual here's what that means you can you can be aesthetically attracted to somebody you can appreciate the way that they look the way that they carry themselves you can be romantically attracted to somebody um and not necessarily want sexual or physical contact with them um but still want like a close intimate um romantic relationship with them Um, and you can be sexually attracted to somebody and those are all, you know, independent things. You can be both or neither or just one. And I think that particular model of breaking down different types of attraction was really helpful for me in coming to terms with my own asexuality. Yeah, because another thing, I don't know what article it was from, but you saying the difference between action and attraction. Oh, it was the history of asexuality. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because at one point it was kind of defined as the action of they like asexual people do not have sex with other people. And it's like, right. well, no, that's the opposite. That's not true. That's yeah. not true. Yeah. Yeah, so um that's one of those things that I see a lot on the internet is like, oh, they never have sex, they're asexual. Like yeah. celibacy and asexuality are two different things. Celibacy yes, that is, was the thing. Yes. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> celibacy is a choice and it has nothing to do with your attraction to people. And asexuality is based in the attraction model. That's a good basis. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a good primer for folks. Like these are two terms that seem to be interchangeable on the internet, but are very, very different. And I, like um, you mentioned in coming out to your mom, another one I read was, you know, uh, the conversation of coming out as ace to mm-hmm. someone and having you had all these, I love this because I have anxiety brain. So reading this, I'm like, yes, this is how I would feel too. You yeah. had like all these different scenarios that you imagined before doing it, right? It was a little choose your own adventure. <laughs> was a fun one yeah fun slash not so fun yeah fun slash absolutely frightening yes yeah. definitely <laughs> let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors shall we first of all 
Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and apply. See website for details. Can I ask you how did your coming out? How did that go for you personally? Um, it was kind. It was kind of mixed. So it was. It was a little bit of like, I don't really know what that means. With like, okay, Taryn, like you'll find someone. Don't worry. Mm. Um, which, you know, is dismissive at, at best, um, and very invalidating at worst. Um, but, you know, luckily with my mom, like she, it, it took a couple conversations to be like, no, 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 this is, this is a thing. I'm, I'm telling you that this is important to me. And she like, she understands now. Um, I think it's more of the I don't really get it, but I support you, honey, <laughs> type, yeah. type deal. But there is definitely a lot of like, I don't really know what you're saying right now. So a lot of it was education for me. <laughs> yes, Taryn, just smiling. Yes, smiling and nodding. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's just good. have some more, some more tea at Panera. Yeah. <laughs> was it at Panera? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always at Panera. My, all my conversations with my mom are at Panera. <laughs> Seriously, they're all at Panera. She loves Panera. She goes every single day. She she hoards their iced tea in a way I've never seen anyone hoard anything. She just has cups of their tea like in their fridge. <laughs> just like stacked up. And I'm like, go get a new tea. And she's like, well, I have some here. Why are you stealing their tea, mom? 
Why are you keeping it? Why, you... Why do you keep it? Yeah. What is this? You have an iced tea maker here. Like what? Oh, actually? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Which I'm I sure don't... was a very thoughtful gift from someone. Seeing from that herself. she hoards. <laughs> she gave it to herself. And she was like, look, I'm going to make all of this iced tea. And then my dad got her the Panera iced tea like packets like a pallet of like 144 like packets of them another very thoughtful gift another very and does she still go to Panera every day of course. Yes, she does <laughs> absolutely she does I love everyone including herself is trying to really curb this Panera thing <laughs> listen it's been going on it's been going on for probably a decade now it started when I was in high school because I worked there when I was in high school, so oh I got a great God. discount. I, I, there's an origin story for this. There's an origin. There is an origin story. So I got a great. I got a sixty percent discount when I was working. So she would come in when I was working and pay like two and a half dollars for her giant iced tea that she was convinced helped her headaches. And it's just like since then, I just we lost her. Oh my God. That's <laughs> Uh, in my experience, my mom's time to have vulnerable conversations is when I was like young-ish, is when she was taking me into the hospital to have a procedure done of some sort. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding. What? She would take the time where I was like getting, this is like getting a mole removed, let's say, or getting okay. stitches. It was like some moment where she was just sitting there kind of being with me and like it was the low-key um, part of the procedure where like I was getting anest oh I can't say this word anesthetized anesthetized thank you um, <laughs> she would choose those moments to bring up like some really vulnerable stuff about me um, to the doctor and <laughs> and you're just there like um, that, I didn't know this <laughs> that has happened four times oh my gosh <laughs> this is a pattern mom 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 Are you listening what's happening my mom sometimes listens Hi, that's, that's happened before. Um, specifically, I have. Can I tell you a, <laughs> a really funny, um, just like getting a mole removed story? Yes. <laughs> of, co um, of course you can. <laughs> content warning blood. Okay. Um, I had a short pixie cut uh, that was bleached blonde, right? So I don't know okay. if you. you dye your hair when you dye <laughs> not your blonde hair, when you when you strip your hair so bleach blonde your hair is very porous okay like that's why okay. people's hair that they dyed it's like dry and like looks like fucking hay right it's sure porous. <laughs> you know about sex toys so you know porous. i right? do i yes. do i know yeah, porosity, sex toy materials yes. yep so um i had i was getting a um, mole removed on my scalp right oh ouch um, yeah, it was kind of weird. But, you know, yeah, my mom it took the time to talk about some weird, vulnerable thing. And then um, after the mole was removed, the doctor was kind of like, I felt him like, like kind of like a hard petting my hair, like wiping something up uh -oh. there. And my mom is going on and on about, I don't know, something really fucking embarrassing. And um, at one point she's like, <laughs> she like brought attention to the fact of like, what are you doing, sir? And, and he was like, um, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to like, it'll probably come out when she like washes her hair, you know? Um, uh, but she can't do that in like a week anyways. But, um, the blood is like stained all of her oh, hair, no. like pink, <laughs> like, like it's. Just... Surprise, your hair is pink now. Yeah. Yeah. And he was really, he was obviously quite embarrassed about it. 
And I kid you fucking not. I'm so sorry to hijack this interview with you. No. But I kid you fucking not. His solution (laughs) was to get out some bandage tape. No. And wrap my entire head going (laughs) underneath my chin, full head in medical bandage tape. And because I looked at that point, like I had fucking just had brain surgery (laughs) he's like no you're gonna need a wheelchair to get you out to the car like you can't be walking oh my god and my dad was picking us up (laughs) (laughs) and your dad was like what the hell happened in there (laughs) wheeled out in a wheelchair (laughs) (laughs) with like a full head bandage Oh my God. How yeah. was that the solution the doctor thought of? He clearly panicked. Clearly. <sighs> oh, that's so funny. Um, oh my gosh. That image is just something. That's right? beautiful. That's and then something. I had, pink, I had pink hair for a while and then. <laughs> did you, How did you feel about the pink hair? Did you like the pink hair? I was like, ooh, this is like, yeah, starting my fashion journey here. Yeah. Then, you know, I have blue now. It was just right. started a thing for me, clearly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> circling back. <laughs> you know what that kind of reminds me of, though, is you hmm. being like, it's good to have a place to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. This is something that came up with me in therapy. I'm doing virtual therapy right now. You know, she mentioned, she finally drew attention to the fact that like, oh, you know, you're feeling, you're dealing with some hard emotions right now and you, you know, you don't get to walk out of the therapist's office right now, which helps you kind of compartmentalize this conversation and these feelings. You're just in the same space at home, right? Which Mm -hmm. might be difficult. So is there something you can do? I'm like, are you talking about aftercare right now? She's like, is there something you can do that you can transition out of this session like go for a walk or yeah. something. I'm like, I will take a shower. That's my aftercare thing. But like, that's something you mentioned with like having check-ins mm-hmm. and then clearly with like coming out too, you did it in a place that was kind of reserved for that. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I think it's important mentally for a lot of folks to have like dedicated spaces like a therapist's office or a Panera or, you know, what have you, what I, work with what you have or a doctor's office with a lot of medical tape. Um, I, that's, it's important to be able to step out of those feelings when you need to, because if we all like felt our feelings all the time, we would just be, I don't know about you, but I would be on the floor just all the time. So like being able to compartmentalize is really, really important. And I think your therapist is spot on. Like you need to be able to transition out of those feelings and having a dedicated space really helps with that. And like, I love that she kind of mentioned like take a walk or something like that, because you know what, right after that, I took a shower, like I was gonna, (laughs) and then I needed some food because I was like, this would help me to get some food in me. I didn't have any. So I went grocery shopping. And then actually, I felt a thousand times better when I came back from the grocery store. Yeah. And it helps to like have things to do too. Like that's why they give kids little coloring books when they're doing like child therapy is because then they have something to focus on and they're not just staring you in the eyes going, let me be vulnerable right now. I'm seven. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it helps to like distract yourself a little bit and like make your environment a little bit more 
uh, what's the word? Not accessible, but pleasing and enjoyable to be in and grocery shopping. Grocery shopping is a big one for me too. I used to do that when I was in college and I was feeling homesick. I would go to Target um, because all the Targets are the same <laughs> yep. and I couldn't see where I was inside Target. So, I mean, that makes sense to me. I get yeah. that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense as like a homesick cure also. Yeah. Something, I mean, we are all homesick nowadays, aren't we? Yeah. We're sick of our We're fucking sick homes. of home. The most, the most sick. <laughs> Are you able to, like, regulate during this? Like, are you able to get out and do walks and, like, do things that are good for your mental health right now? Um, yes and no. Like, I live in Seattle, so it rains a whole lot here. Um, yeah. And I don't like walking in the rain. You know, it's it's okay. I live in an apartment right now. We're actually trying to buy a house. And I think once we get into a house that has a little yard, I'll feel a lot better. Because right now, we don't really have any outdoor space. Um, that's not shared, but yeah, going for walks is really nice. I am just a house plant. I just need some water and sunlight and then I feel a little better. Yeah. Just be by a window. Just be by a window. My (laughs) desk is right by a window. So I get some, I get some light. Yeah. Legitimately. I'm the same way. I have like my little desk kind of set up right by the window. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I know my, do you have a happy lamp? No, but you know what? I, um, one of my partners was saying that, uh, was asking me that too. And I was like, Ooh, should I, I think I should. And then, you know, I got through winter. It was a pretty hard winter actually, but it probably could have helped. But, um, so I'm not going to get one now, but do you have one? Does that help you? I do. Yeah. I think it really helps me in the morning. Um, because I like working earlier. Um, my job is really flexible. So I, I get up and I'm working normally by seven Mm -hmm. and, this far north, like I grew up in Southern California, but this far north, it's still dark at seven o'clock in the morning um, in the winter. So having that bright light right in my face (laughs) very much like helps me wake up. And I have one of those um, alarm clocks too that gets brighter um, as it gets closer to your alarm. And that really helps me. That's cool. Does it also have alarm like an audio? It does, yes. Yeah. Is it one of the soft ones that kind of fades in? Or yeah, it has like little soft piano with like birds. I it's love the nice. care that's put into that because I don't think people realize <laughs> how shitty it is to wake up to like a blaring alarm clock oh suddenly God. out of nowhere, have to trudge out of bed in the winter, in the dark. It's horrible. It's, it's horrible. horrible. And there are things you can do. There are things you can do to make that better. And yeah. honestly, like that's been one thing that as I've gotten older, I've really started to appreciate, like, there are things we can do to make our lives just a little bit better. And if you can do it and you want to go for it, I don't care what it is. Like, as long as you're not indulge, as long as you're not hurting anyone or yourself, like get the nice alarm clock. Who cares? Yeah. You can spend the 50 bucks. Right. And I mean, for some people that's more of a investment than other people, but Mm -hmm. if you truly want something like, cause I say this with like affording my services too, it's kind of a luxury and you know, Mm -hmm. but, but if people really want my services, you can save up, even if you're saving up for years, you know, someone that's more well off would, you know, barely after, you know, maybe a week of not sure. doing something, they can suddenly afford it. But, you know, if you really do want to get that luxury item, you can really save up. And if it's something that's really going to enhance your life, that is a reason to, yeah. even though it's like, you know, kind of a frivolous, luxurious thing, it's like, that could but be like, really is it? impactful. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It, exactly. You know, and if you want to save up for it, then save up for it. Get it. Get you deserve it. Go for it. it. 
we live on this world and it's kind of a hellscape right now. So like make it better where you can, you know? Yes. Don't feel bad about fucking binging on your comfort foods and right. you can't, you just, you got to do every, every little thing to soothe yourself. I think right now. Yeah. Agreed. Like I'm watching my shows that I've watched a thousand times. That's I'm just watching them. Like I don't watch any new shows. I don't. I don't Barely. have the attention span for new shows right now. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think because I was trying to figure out recently. This is an anxiety thing, right? Because you, mm-hmm. because it's predictable. You know what's going to happen. So. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. You're not like the other thing is like. Oh my god. Do you have this too, where you're scrolling through Netflix and you just cannot fucking choose? Oh, all the time. And then you just go back to something you've watched a gazillion times. I just watch The Office again. Like, oh, same here. Yeah. Every time. Every time. I'm like, oh, I should watch something new. And it's like, I can't even decide what to watch, much less watch something. Have the capacity to take a chance. Right. And what if I don't like it? And what if it sucks? And what if there's something in it that, like, triggers my anxiety? Then yeah, I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. I just yep. can't do it. Mine is Taskmaster that I go to. Oh, a interesting. A gazillion times I've watched Taskmaster. Every season a million times. I love this. Yeah. I think that might have something to do with, like, my kink kink stuff, yeah. too, because it's kind of, like, sadistic. and it's kind of, But it's all in good fun, you know? Sure. So just like me, you know? <laughs> yeah, sadistic, but yeah, fun. I'm mean. I, it's mean, but it's, I'm, it'll be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're all signed. We're all on board. We're all signed up for this. Like we're, we're all gonna here have a good for time it. together, even though it's just. <laughs> I I want to watch you just like squirm and fuck up and right. Just be a you pro. might cry a little, you but might, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, you might get upset, but then we'll have a laugh about it. It's it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, as an asexual person, is kink an important thing to you? It is. Um, and I think that's a conversation that I don't see a ton is like separating kink from sex. I see it sometimes, but you know, Twitter is what Twitter does. Um, (laughs) I, I don't know what that means, but I'm going with it. Yeah. I'm I'm, Um, I'm on board. (laughs) And like, you can have kinky stuff without sexy stuff. And just like you can have sex without kink, you can have one without the other. And for me, it's definitely a way to like ground myself and like center myself in my body, like physical sensations, whatever they may be, are really grounding for me. Um, and they really help alleviate my anxiety and they have nothing to do with sex whatsoever. Like don't nothing. And I think that's cool, and I think that that opens up a lot of doors um, that you can explore different things, and it doesn't have to necessarily, you know, be obligatory sexy as well. Yeah, I, I when I first started going to play parties, my partner at the time was, who's not a kinky person, he was, like, concerned that it would be unsafe as far as like, you know, like, I guess STI safety is like safer, sure. safer sex safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, you got to understand, like at these play parties, like honestly, rarely are there dicks out. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, like kink is about 
like may, maybe it was just because you know it, it's there's a spectrum of how much sex and genitals you would like involved in your kink obviously sure. at th- those particular play parties the people I played with it was like mostly like impact stuff you know what I mean yeah I mean impact and trampling like, you, yeah you have power play you have impact like those and things rope. are not it was about that and group rope. Was about rope too yeah yeah like those things are not necessarily sex related yeah no not at all yeah sorry i'm having a moment thinking about some sexy suspension um <laughs> i thought you were gonna say oh Don't shit i wasn't me. recording <laughs> <laughs> how dare you um, <laughs> <laughs> very dare you um <laughs> Honestly, you're the best for letting me keep you 15 extra minutes. Um, oh, of course. <laughs> but I think that's, um, yeah, this is a conversation that I have a lot, I think, about the fact that kink can be about so, 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 so much more than just, like, getting off. Yeah. Again, not to say that getting off and doing sex kink and genital-related kink is not valid. Um, sure. Is, or is somehow less valid than like mindfulness kink and other types of, you know, deep healing kink. No, I'm sure. not saying that. But kink is like fucking such a playground, right? Yeah. And you can custom cater it to exactly what you want to get out of it. And I think that's what's so appealing, like for me personally, is that it is so customizable. Like if you don't like something, don't do it. There if you, you do like something, you can find a way to integrate it. And I think that's great. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, can we talk maybe about myths surrounding yeah. asexuality? Because I have like, in general, I have like 102 conversations kind of on this podcast, but I always like to kind of just, I know I have some 101ers out there that it's always just good to good to kind of go back and review, um, have a bit of both of these conversations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the big myths that I see around asexuality is if you have sex, you're not asexual. That's that action versus attraction thing. It, your, your actions have nothing to do with your, how you assign attraction. Yeah. Are you able to talk about that a little more surrounding maybe like why asexual people might have sex? Yeah. Um, so Asexual people have sex for a lot of the same reasons that allosexual people have sex, right? It's a stress reducer. It's a way to bond with your partner. It's fun and it feels good. It's not necessarily because you have a driving force of like, ooh, gotta bang. Like, I I don't that person. Gotta bang that person. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel that. But sex is still fun and it feels good and it makes me feel better and. I get, you know, intimate time with my partner and what's not to like about that, you know? Yeah, totally. I, I like that. A conversation we've had um, surrounding asexuality on pod before was like surrounding masturbation. Mm-hmm. And the guest I had on on the time, they were saying the very same thing of like, it, it feels, makes my body feel good. Like yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not being stimulated in a very pleasing way when I'm masturbating. It's just that I'm not thinking about, I'm not necessarily thinking about my attraction to another person when I'm masturbating. It's just more about the sensation for me. And that right. made a lot, a lot of sense to me at the time. I was yeah. like, of course, yes, I masturbate for lots of reasons. I have sex for lots of reasons too. Yeah. I mean, if you have a headache, you know what helps? Orgasms, mm. you know? Yep, yep, yep. Um, another myth that I hear of is like, oh, you just need to meet the right person. Like maybe you just 
you just haven't met your soulmate or, or whatever, whatever the case may be. I know. And, you know, regardless of how you feel about soulmates, these, these are, (laughs) these are the same people who are like, oh, you're a lesbian. Well, how do you know if you haven't had sex with a dude? And it's like, well, I know I don't want to drive off a cliff, even though I haven't done it. So, and I mean, I feel like a good rebuttal to that is like, well, how do you know that you're, you're not gay? If you right, exactly. Tried same sex, you know. Yeah, like if you haven't tried it, then how do you know? Yeah. Fucking flip it right back. Flip it and Just reverse it. Flip Missy it. Elliot. That's right. Yeah, oh, Missy. Yeah. Ah, Missy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I think the only other one that I want to touch on is like, you're only asexual because of trauma in your past. And like, Mm. now you're averse to sex because you've had a traumatic experience. And that's, that's one I hear a lot actually is like, oh, you're asexual. What happened? And like, a none of your damn business. Like, that's a weird thing to ask someone. Um, (laughs) just, just don't. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Right dick you're a dick and it's the same sort of conversation with like if you see somebody using a wheelchair you're not gonna be like oh what happened to your legs like no you're a dick shut up and unfortunately people do do that and people do it all the time and that's a whole nother conversation but like regardless of whether or not you've experienced trauma it doesn't necessarily shape your sexuality and if it does then that's fine too and that's nobody's goddamn business yeah, I, one of the common questions sex workers get, you know, is like, number one, talking about like, oh, you must have daddy issues. Daddy issues, yeah. But on top of that, it's the question of like, oh, what's the worst thing that's happened to you? Like, it's like what? Why do you want me to relive that? Why do you want to hear about that? Like, and these are what is the motivation like strangers here? Strangers asking you that. Or, or what's worse, you're getting interviewed by someone who asks yeah. that. What's the, what's the, like, worst, like, what, why, that is so, (laughs) that is such a shit question. It is, and it's so disturbing on so many levels to me. Like. I can't even. What, do you just want to, like, revel in the suffering of this person? What's wrong with you? Well, it's, like, perpetuating the thing also that sex workers are people that are essentially just getting abused, like. Yeah. the thing of they don't enjoy their jobs they're not here because it's a passion which of course there are survival sex workers out there for sure sure. Um, not to exclude them but you know there are also a lot of sex workers that have lovely relationships with their clients and really love what they do and it really works for them in a gazillion different ways so to assume that all sex workers just have like terrible experiences with men it's like okay well Interview is over, sir. Interview is over. Taking out my headphones, stomping out the... Slamming the laptop. Put a sticky note over my camera so you can't see me. (laughs) Just imagine that I'm slamming a door. (laughs) Yeah. My my webcam has a little flap, so I just... just, Oh, that's nice. I don't have a little flap. I just tilt mine so that it looks at the ceiling. (laughs) Take that. Take that. Little piece of tape. Little piece of shit tape can't watch me big brother yeah yeah (laughs) take that nsa yeah yeah (laughs) can i can i ask you how you i guess realized you were ace 
kind of um, came to terms yeah. with the fact that you were ace? My, my journey was, I think, very similar to a lot of people's in that it was like, I don't know, I feel different, but like, I don't really have words for it. I don't have the language for it. I don't really understand why people have crushes on other people. And I don't understand why we're like 14 and talking about boys. Like, I, I have to go to choir practice now. Goodbye. Um, it just like, it wasn't a focus. And then I was... I don't remember what I was reading, but I came across the concept of asexuality online when I was about 19 and I went, and that's me, that's me. Wow. I see it. I see it. And I was like, oh my God, there's a whole community. There's language for this. Like I'm, I'm not the weird one. Like other people feel this way too. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't have that moment until much, much later if they have it at all, which is why I started this blog because I wanted to reassure people who feel like me that like, it's not weird. It's not bad. Other people feel this way too. And if you don't understand why people are like constantly talking about hooking up and banging and like having a bunch of sex, then like maybe that's something to explore for you. And providing that resource for people is like, that's I'm sure been very valuable to a lot of people. Yeah. How long have you had your blog? Oh, since uh, 2017. Wow. 2017. Congrats. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's been it's been fun. And you do sex toy reviews as well. I do. Yeah, that was actually um, one of the things that really helped me kind of get into it because a lot of times I don't really know what I want to say about asexuality and I want to put something out there to the world and it's like, Hey, asexual people can enjoy sex toys too. So, you know, two oh, birds. Yeah. yeah. I read your, cause I read a post where you were kind of having imposter syndrome about that. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a fun one. Um, someone that also regularly suffers from imposter syndrome. <laughs> I was happy <laughs> to read that. <laughs> yeah. Like how, and this is something that I talk with my therapist about is like, how can I have, a sexual relationship with myself and with a partner and also identify as asexual. And that's always that back to attraction versus action. And that's always what I have to remind myself because my attraction has remained the same regardless of what my actions say. So it's, it's important for me too, to be able to remind myself that, you know, I can identify as asexual and still have sexual fulfilling relationships because you're married you mentioned you have a husband, i am right yes so i, I am. feel like that's something that people would not would definitely not assume of an asexual person yeah my my next project is to try and get him to write a post for my blog about what it's like to be married to an asexual woman oh that would be amazing i know right i haven't pitched it to him yet so we'll see <laughs> maybe we'll get him to listen to this episode <laughs> maybe he's oh. listening from the other room we don't know <laughs> Can I ask you about something real quick before yeah. before I let you go? Um, because you were talking about being 19 and just seeing, you know, a something about asexuality online and just identifying with it. Because I'm assuming that there aren't lots of asexual role models out yeah. and about that people can see themselves, you know, on TV or whatever. But then I thought of one. Do you watch hmm. BoJack? I, you know, I don't anymore, but I did. And I know the character that you're speaking of. Yeah. Can we talk about Todd? Yeah. Did let's talk about Todd. 
That's my new podcast. Let's talk about Todd. Let's talk about Todd um, with Taryn and Aaron. Um. Yeah. Oh, yes. It rhymes. Holy shit. I didn't realize that. Um, but okay. Can you tell me what you thought when you saw this asexual storyline? I, you know, I wasn't actively watching the show at that point, but when I saw it, I was like, hell fucking yeah, we have some asexual rep going on. Now, what, whether or not that's represented in a way that is misconstrued or somehow harmful, I don't know. I can't speak to that, Mm -hmm. but I think any representation in mainstream media is a win for asexual folks right now. Yeah. Um, any sort of representation is kind of fraught with issues, but I think it's great. And I think even just having the conversation of I'm asexual, like a lot of people still don't know what that means. And so I think that that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, have you seen anything else like that in on a TV and movies? Um, that, that, like I can't, I literally cannot think of one other instance. I can't think of any. I know that there are some great like lists of books out there that have um, Ace Rep in them, but I can't think of any like TV or movies. Yeah. I also just watched The Office over and over again, though. So. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> like, I, I truly would not know. <laughs> BoJack is one of the ones that I watch a lot, so that's the <laughs> that's the only yeah. reason I've watched that probably the full series like six times, maybe. See, there you go. Yeah, there's a really good scene in that though that I was like, oh, I'm impressed that they're even saying this or trying to say this much about it. When he was like, you can either be asexual, b asexual, and it was like this confusing kind of funny, <laughs> funny way of listing. A, B, C, that sounded all just like <laughs> very That's funny. confusing. And the person, the people they were having dinner with were just like, what? What, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I thought it was clever, but I'm like, oh my God. They're, and then, and they mentioned romantic too. Yeah. C, yeah. romantic. D, a romantic. <laughs> and that's, and that's something that like, we don't often see, right? Is that explicit naming of anything other than heterosexuality. Um, like we have the whole concept of queer baiting, right? Like you see these characters who it's kind of implied that maybe they're together or hinted at, but it's never explicitly said. And I think that that's really important for people to see and to not have doubts like, oh, this person is asexual because they say they're asexual, like in that, in those many, in that many words. I don't know how to words myself right now, but you know what I mean? (laughs) I understand your words and I appreciate your words. No, yeah, because I feel like we could probably think of some people that gave us like asexual vibes. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. they didn't, it wasn't part of their character, their storyline, whatever. And I know that there are people who argue that like if it's not explicit, it's not representation. Right. So fair. Yeah. A fair argument. Yeah. Yeah. Taryn, we are, we're nearing the end. We fucking, we fucking did it. We've tried, we failed, we tried again. <laughs> we tried again. <laughs> and look at us. And look at us go. Who would have thought? Look at us. You know, that look at Paul, us. That Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Yes. <laughs> I know, you know. You Twitter memer. I got you. you. I got you. Know. you. Look at us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Who would have okay, thought? Tell, us, <laughs> tell the people where they can find your blog and if you want them to follow you on Twitter or anywhere else. Yeah, um, you can find me on the internet at aceinthehole.co. That is um, 
where my blog lives and you can find me on Twitter ranting about things that are probably not in any way related to asexuality and posting pictures of my cats um, <laughs> at underscore ace in the hole. So find me there. Amazing. For me, at the Lady Pim one on Twitter. Instagram, I'm at the Lady Pim one or at the Bedpost Podcast. Patreon, you could be a member of this Patreon at patreon.com slash the Bedpost Show. YouTube channel is the Bedpost Sex Show. And you can always email me at the Bedpost Sex Show at gmail.com for podcast related shite or uh, Lady Pim at protonmail.com for domination services. Uh, I always like to mention Stephanie Copeland, who does all the original music for my podcast. She has a new music video out today, I think, um, called Gaslight. It's amazing. Go check it out. Stephanie Copeland. Um, and her website is stephcopelandmusic.com. Taryn, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been so fun to have this conversation with you, honestly. It's been so good. So good. Thank you so much for thinking of me and for inviting me. It was, I was thrilled. Yay. Oh, good. Yay. <laughs> I was thrilled to ask you, so. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Everyone's thrilled. Win-win. We're all thrilled. And I hope you, uh, whoever's listening, is also thrilled to listen to this episode. We'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here in the studio. Talk about sex and sexuality. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 